Welcome to the Real Life Podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins. We believe we are all born with the ability to create the life we desire. Today, we are doing a special episode on fear. This is Season 1, Episode 7. After the last few days of seeing the level of fear that Americans, as well as on a global scale, are having, Kurt and I just felt the desire to record a special episode on fear. And as we went out and embraced the crowds the last couple days, seeing the madness at Costco and at our local Kroger grocery store, I think it's uh, important that we discuss fear. Certainly important. Um, you know, there's a lot of scientific evidence that talks about what the what causes, you know, what the cause from fear is, and that's stress and you know, anxiety and all those kinds of things, but then what those do to the body and the immune system and the process of, you know, when you're consumed by fear and producing stress, then your immune systems is totally broken down. And obviously the coronavirus is real. It's, you know, it's sweeping the entire world right now. And, you know, we believe it's real, but we also believe that we have the ability in the the makeup because we're designed perfectly and created perfectly to overcome any, any little virus. I mean, I know there's a lot of pastors and different people talking about how they can't even get it. And we believe that to some degree, but we also believe that, you know, we have an immune system for a reason and the immune system overcomes things when we get them. Right. Our bodies are perfectly made. We discussed that in the last couple episodes that we've been given the greatest filtration system of all. And really we've been talking about frequency and really the frequency of fear has a frequency. Love has a frequency. We've learned that through understanding a little bit in the quantum world, as well as some of the books that we've read, some of the people that we've listened to who teach on that and the magnetic pull that each frequency can have. And I was thinking as I was looking at the faces on some of the people that we came in contact with over the last 48 hours of how amazing would it be if people could just stop for a minute and just try to take in a deep breath and not get overwhelmed by the frequencies of everyone's hearts running in fear. And if they were able to just relax and see the rational thinking, if you, you said it's sweeping the, the world but not at an alarming rate. There are cases, but it's, it's not. Right. The it, chaos that's caused by this pandemic or whatever is, is sweeping the world, not necessarily death or anything like that, but the ripple effect, the ripple effect is like a tsunami on how people are responding to the situation. Right. Yesterday I noticed, uh, the hoarder mindset and you and I have talked a lot on if people would just take what they realistically needed, that there would be enough supplies for everyone rather than the 5%, the critical mass pushing. Um, just like you and I talked 
causing a shortage in all of our grocery stores as well as I'm guessing on a national level because of that short percentage of people operating in such a mass amount of fear that that ripple effect is huge. And so you did such a great job yesterday when we were talking about the critical mass. Do you want right. to kind of talk really about that? It's really pretty simple because it's just a mathematical equation. Let's just say 10% of the population buys 15 times what they need of toilet paper as an example of what they would normally buy in a two week period or a month period. Well, supply and demand says that that's going to be greater than the current everybody. And so what that causes is a shortage in those, in those products because the other 90% then don't have a chance to buy it and they begin to scramble and over, over buy things as well. And in turn, it messes up the entire chain because we're in, conventional business and had some experience with marketing in the past and that kind of stuff. Um, we know the consequence that happens when, when stores and things begin to run out of products and um, how long it actually takes for, to rebound. And so it's a serious situation without a doubt. The really good news is that we all have the ability to, to overcome hysteria um, to live in peace and joy, to live in the freedom that we've all been given and uh, enjoy the life that we have. Right. And it, once again, we've been diving in for the last several weeks on the mindset, but really it is the mindset of, am I going to run with the masses and be led blindly, or am I going to stop and have a revelation that right now in this moment, everything is okay. And that I have the ability to just rest and relax. I can breathe. If anything else fails, I still have breath. I still have life. And really, that's a message that I remember a long time ago, somebody told me two different analogies for fear. And excuse my language, but the first one was fuck everything and run. And the second one was face everything and recover. And I'm just thinking that if the mind ship changed from the first one of blank everything and I'm going to run with hysteria and just create a level of chaos and drama that's going to affect my health, that's going to affect my finances, that's going to affect my relationships, my well-being because I'm not present and I'm not available for the people who also have things going on. If that got overweighed by the face everything and recover and people were just able to kind of put on the brakes and just encourage people and say, we're going to, we're going to be all right. We're going to make it through. We are resilient. We do have the ability to seize the day and overcome every one of us, even the person who's never heard this message before they've been created just as wonderfully and as perfect as you and I and right. everybody listening. And so if we were to join together in that mindset, what would the ripple effect be instead of this mass hysteria and fear and Kurt and I were joking around a little bit. Right, I can just flex my uh, flex my arms and my hottie sitting next to me. She just gets <laughs> relaxed and in security because she sees those guns. No, and no, we totally totally joking. Right, we were joking a little bit before about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that we have the ability to pursue to live free of fear. We have the ability to pursue a life of fear we all have the ability to take control that we're really not, we're not a bunch of robots getting controlled by the masses. We've all been uniquely created with the ability to survive at our instinct. We have the ability to do what's right in front of us and provide what needs to be done. And so 
amidst all of the chaos and the drama and the uh, insanity and the fear of the unknown that lies ahead for all of us, we all, Kurt and I just really want to encourage everybody and just say, we can just rest in knowing that we all have what it takes, even if we feel overwhelmed. You know, I know that it's the ripple effect that's going on. It's not just the idea of catching an illness, but now it's the idea of people being laid off of work, industry shutting down, uh, families not preparing for childcare during the school season because schools are being affected. So their finances are affected. It's, it is alarming the repercussions that are happening and how do we in the midst of it just kind of go, okay, we're going to make it through it. Right. How do you do that, Kate? Well, for me, I like to flirt with you. <laughs> if all else fla- fails, I throw some flirty eyes your way. and Yeah, the more we're locked up, the more bedroom eyes we can make at each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> he made me blush. Just so you know, he made me blush. It's a security of guarding our hearts with the truth of who we are, that we have been wonderfully made. We don't have to live in the state of fear and that we are equipped. And it's also when I'm talking about guarding our hearts is I didn't. What did I do yesterday? Yesterday at Costco? Yeah. You started speaking about the insanity of what was going on around you. To I push- was telling these random people that I didn't know how crazy everything was. and That we didn't know. need to react the way that we were all reacting. Kurt boldly speaks out. He boldly speaks out against the surroundings. And I always know when when he's reached his limit because he'll just start talking to random people about the security that we have and and what's going on and that we don't have to react to the hysteria going on around. So for me, I have a army of people in my life right now that I'm able to say like, yeah, there's some really cattywampus, wacky stuff going on but I'm so grateful that we're not affected by it. I'm so grateful that your family has all the security that they need and continue that dialogue of cultivating and planting and cultivating and planting and cultivating and planting the reality of the truth. I've also decided that I'm not going to sit with CNN or Fox news on. I'm not going to tune in to USA today or the Boston globe or any of the New York times, any of the newspapers, because I don't trust that the media sources are accurate. And I was just going to get to that, that I, for me, because I know how, how I have gotten in the past. The last time I quit Facebook was the election year where president Obama. One of the election years. Anyway, it got so ugly on Facebook that I said, I just can't do this anymore because it's so degrading. It's so negative. It's so condescending that I just had to completely guard my heart. And so two days ago, I'm Facebook free because I, for myself, know that if I start to dialogue with that a little bit in my mind, my imagination can go and I can start to operate from a level of fear and I choose to be centered in love. And so those are the things that I do. I also am not naive in the fact that I I know some very high anxiety people that are totally being affected right now and paralyzed. And I also have the compassion where I reach out, make sure that they're okay and try to reassure them that, you know, if you're really worried about, about X, Y, or Z, we can help. We can help however that is. Right. We can help the people we know. And um, I think every listener has, if they're in those situations or have elderly people in their, in their life that are in total panic and total fear and that kind of stuff, you can reach out like, um, 
to your neighbors or anybody else. I think that's just the humanitarian thing that we do. I saw a post on Facebook today because I'm not off of Facebook because, you know, um, we use it a lot for business and we use it a lot for um, quote unquote ministry, not really ministry, but reaching out to people and mentoring people through social media. We have a large social media base through that. And so I'm still actively pursuing it. But I saw a billionaire in our area post today something about all of loving all of humanity and doing helping people from a distance and doing those things. And some of those things we can all do is just, you know, look out for our elderly and our sick and take care of our neighbors. Right. Know, and and we kids. can drop off food on their on their door, you know, or young kids. Right. If there's high risk people, we can offer, you know, I have, I have a family member who's high risk from some surgeries and um, health. And I've been like, I can run the errand so my aunt and uncle don't have to go out and get exposed just because they're considered high risk. And so what can we do? Where can we meet people where they're at? I, I, I woke up this morning, I'll be honest, the fear thing's kind of getting to me. I woke up thinking about all the kids that are affected because they their security, the only time that they have a safety net is when they go to school. And now because the schools are all shutting down, I started thinking about, and Kurt had to remind me that we can't take care of every single kid in the world. He had to... I had to pull back in the reins and I could go, but I know there's a handful and we know enough school administration around the Valley that we could find out where we could donate to make sure that the kids get what the kids need because there is a ripple effect. So that's what we're encouraging people that love all of humanity to, to open your eyes, not necessarily to yourself, especially the listeners that believe, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that you were designed perfectly and created perfectly with a perfect immune system that overcomes anything that you can, you can reach out to the people that don't have that same belief that are running in fear or the elderly that have been compromised in their life. And, and you can be the light and really. you can be the light and you and can the share hope. the truth that, Hey, we're, we're all in this together. We, you know, we love everybody. We want to take care of everybody. You know, and one other thing I just want to touch on because I have gotten a few messages you know, from people on, is this the end of times? And, you know, it's, it's typically religious people that are, have been told that, Hey, this is, these events are going to happen for the next coming of Christ. And then everybody's going to get wiped out or, you know, all this, all this craziness. And here's what I can tell you is from my personal understanding and from multiple years of studying this topic, it's not the end of times. We don't have to worry about that. What we get to do is we get to live in our divine creation that we're 100% created perfectly, that we have everything it takes to overcome any situation, whether it's physical or financial, whether it's, you know, relationship problems or anything. Today, it's obviously about the a virus that's spreading around the country that's causing uh, pandemonium, uh, hysteria where people are just in chaos, but the chaos is causing a ripple effect in people's hearts and the ripple effect in people's hearts is they're beginning to worry. Is this really serious? Do I need to worry about my long-term health? And here's what I know is for me, meditate on the, on the evidence and the proof that you're perfectly made, perfectly created. You have everything it takes to overcome any situation that your creator you know, loves you unconditionally and will not let you down. 
we've talked about this on every episode we've had. And, you know, we, we know people that say, well, you know, they're, they're, they're in the, in the faith community and they, and they don't necessarily, you know, they still worry about that kind of stuff. And here's what I know is when I re-examined who I think God is, how I think God sees me and how I'm created that my personal life and began to explode and we began to win in every situation in our life. And in that, you know, we overcome the situations because of who we are and how we've been created, you know, very unlikely that, you know, we're going to get sick or anything or even get the virus personally. But I do know that if I was to, to get it, it's not going to bring me down because I am who I am and who I am is I have the same DNA as the entire, the creator of the world. Right. And I, and I'm speaking from my own personal experiences that when I had to look at, you know, the big scheme of all of it, you know, our book, what if 15 topics worth discussing is a, is our journey through understanding certain spiritual, you know, ideas and re-examining, what we believed around hell and lake of fire and repentance and sin and, you know, going into then how do we apply what now we believe about God, about our creator. Now, how do we apply that into our life and what works for us? Right. And just yesterday we were asked, we were having a discussion uh, with somebody and we were talking about worthiness. And I think that worthiness really plays into the level of fear I'm also going to interject some that we talked about, I think it was in moving from sight to vision about trauma and really the response that is so magnified right now is attached to so many roots in other, in, in all of humanity's hearts that has, have just been, they haven't been addressed the healing. They haven't embraced the healing. The healing hasn't happened from certain traumas in their life to certain situations but now their stress bucket is full and overflowing and it's coming out sideways. And what I was thinking about along the worthiness when we were having the discussion um, about worthiness is you are worthy. Everybody listening to this is worthy. I know that we all hear a thousand times a day and our, you know, on our bodies and our minds and everything will contradict that if we're not renewing our mind and around a culture that reminds us that we've been wonderfully made, that we are perfect, that we are worthy to have whatever the desire is in our life. But I really think that that plays hand in hand and the more worthy we realize that we are, the more centered we can get in love and then fear can dissipate. And so really, Kurt and I were like, how do we articulate this? How yeah, it's great to talk about fear. There's people talking about how you don't have to be running scared. You don't have to be in fear, but really what's the application? And Kurt and I have really made a decision in our life that we're not going to do anything that doesn't have an applicable result in our life in all areas, because we're all born to win. We're all destined for greatness. And so the application, and when Kurt was talking about the angst in, in, in our guts and that underlying fear and whatever it is, the trepidation or the anticipation of what's going to happen with the economy, what's going to happen with the stock market, whatever you may be thinking, is to just take time and just center yourself and go, first off, I'm worthy. I'm so worthy that I was created 
to win and destined to reign in my own life. I'm worthy. I can get through this. And the more that you renew your mind and you wash yourself in that truth and that seed gets planted in your heart, the easier it will be to allow the healing to take place in right. those situations that may have happened in your life. Right. Because you're not a dirty, rotten, no gooder. Right. We're all, we're all destined to win. We're all, you know, if you want to be wealthy, you're wealthy. If you, if you want to have a successful business, you do. It's just the renewing your mind, seeing yourself that way. But the biggest thing right now that I would, that I would say that I think would be the most helpful is surrounding yourself with like-minded people being, you know, not an accountability system, but if you have a group of people right now that are on the same level of thinking with you, just a random text that says it's awesome that we're kicking butt in life or it's awesome that we're protected and that we always have more than enough. And just to start that dialogue so that the washing can come in the guarding of the heart is first and foremost. And then the fear will naturally dissipate, causing the ripple effect of a magnetic force where people are then starting to go, wow, there's been a transformation with you. How, how can I see that happen in my life? And so the application is huge. We can talk all day about, about fear. We can talk about health and finances and all the things, but what's the application? And so that's really the, the, where the rubber meets the road per se is really, am I going to take the moments? It doesn't take hours. It doesn't take days. It doesn't take decades. Am I just going to start resting in moments, whether I'm in the shower, whether I'm having a conversation with whoever it is, or if I'm just sitting before I go to bed or for the first few minutes before I wake wake up and fully come to, and I just go, that's right. I am okay. I'm so loved. I am worthy of whatever it is. I can be in peace today because I know that nothing can rattle me. And it, it seems like a foreign language at first, and it's kind of like a school of, of learning the ABCs, but it becomes so firsthand nature rather than a knee-jerk re, knee reaction to fear if you can combat it with the truth and the reality of who you are. And so I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to lecture. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, though, knowing what we know and that we're not lecturing that this is all our personal experience of how, you know, real life with Kurt and Katie Adkins is part of this whole, what I think it is interesting is when I have gotten these messages about the end times thing, you know, three years ago, was it Katie that we got exposed to some stuff on four, four and a half on, on the end times eschatology. And it really forced us when we began to look at, you know, the possibility that certain things were fulfilled in the, because we, we came out of, you know, we were, we were pretty active in the religious community at that time. And this is sort of what broke us from just believing that we were in just a, in a club and seeing that God actually loves all of humanity was through this process was reexamining what we thought the end times were all about and the rapture and all that kind of stuff and what was fulfilled possibly and, what wasn't fulfilled and we don't necessarily have the answers to any of those, but it opened up the idea that God loves the creator of the world, loves everybody. And when we began to see that he loves everybody, that also means us. And in that, then we re-examined who we thought he was, how we think he sees us and how that applies to our life. So 
for us, it was, this is just an interesting time for us to look back and say, man, I'm really thankful that we were exposed to that and we grew through that experience. Right. So we're not paralyzed by fear. And I remember the day that you realize that God loves your neighbor just as much as he loves you. And you started to look at humanity different. And I remember my, my experience as well as being like all of creation, all of humanity is so loved and so worthy and so blessed. And it's not about getting in a club. It's not about I'm right and you're wrong. It's not about anything. What it is about is being confident enough in who you are to be able to stand against all of the fear mongering that can be out there and the really ugly statements that can get placed on God to make him seem like he's out to be vengeful and to clear out the haters and the sinners and all of the people who aren't in his creation. That's what it's about. It's about love. It's that all humanity is loved. And if people knew that they were loved, if people truly knew, usually if you sit down with somebody who's created, who's done something that they're very ashamed of, they wouldn't have done that if they were in a secured environment where they knew that they were loved. They knew that they were secure and they knew that no matter what it was that they did, that they were going to be okay. Right. It wouldn't, pu- it wouldn't push, you know, I think about looting and I think about, Hurricane Katrina, I've been thinking about Hurricane Katrina a lot because I'm thinking of the food thing. And I know that like 90% of the groceries when Hurricane Katrina happened, they were like, well, we'll allow five cases less to get shipped to us so that the food can get pushed, you know, and on a national level when 90% of the population is doing that, then all of a sudden there becomes enough and the shortage is no longer a shortage. And I also remember hearing the religious community talk about how, New Orleans was just getting cleaned up because there was a whole lot of sinning going on and God just needed to clean it up. And I'm like, man, it's just so sad to me that God gets that picture painted on him when really what he wants is everyone to know how loved they are and how special they are and how they've been born out of this amazing love to go out and create and to just dominate and win in life. And so really it's a pretty awesome Absolutely. One of the, one of the sections in our book, we, uh, we've talked about it before and, you know, it was one of the harder sections to write. And it was uh, God is the creator of our life, but not the author of our life. And, you know, that's what Katie's talking about. He's not the author of these bad things. He didn't author the coronavirus. He, we were created to live and enjoy life. And, you know, and through that, there's going to be bad things that are going to happen, but he doesn't author those like saying, Oh, I'm going to give you this. Like when Katie was sick, he didn't say, I'm going to give you this so you can really find and get closer to me. Right. It's like, no, you might get this, but here's the truth is you have the ability to overcome those things because you've been given the ability to create, you know, we fall back on it a lot. And, you know, and, uh, from our, our belief system is, you know, we were created in his image and likeliness. And he, if he's, he created us in his image and likeliness, then therefore we're also creators. Right. And so we can, you know, we create fear, anxiety, and that kind of stuff. And viruses are real and different things are real and cancer is real and all those things are real. 
but because of our belief system about who we're not, they all, they get significantly worse. Sometimes it manifests over decades and sometimes it's quickly, you know, when we've had experiences where we've laid hands on people and they've, and they've recovered. And then a year later, they're sick again um, with something else or the same thing. It's all because they, Katie talked about it. They didn't clean out the garden. They didn't, they didn't pull out that wrong belief and that root. They just clipped it off and it grew in a different direction. And so clean it out, believe that you're created for who you truly are. And, and I think this situation, you know, the more people that are aware of that, we can create the critical mass on the opposite direction. And, you know, less people end up in hospitals and less people end up dying. Right. Where if we could just allow ourselves, I'm speaking not only for me, but for if what I would really love to see is if vulnerability could happen enough that people could say, take the risk and say, well, what if it can be different? You know, what the song kind of stupid, but I've been entertained by it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I've been thinking, no, it's and this. I feel fine by REM. If you don't know it, check right. it out on <laughs> iTunes or any of your other listening devices. It's a classic song from the mid eighties, probably. Right. But what I was thinking about in terms of that is this really could be the end of the world as you know it in regards to today could be the day that you choose to eliminate fear in your life and you choose to open up a whole new world that's centered in love, operating in peace and radiating the truth of our oneness and our creation. And so as much as I'm mocking, because there's a lot of people that are running around thinking that this really is the end of the world, it could very well be the end of the world. If you're living in fear and your world is riddled by fear, today could be the day, whether you're listening to the podcast right now or whether it comes down um, a few weeks down the pike to you or however you get your hands on it today could be that day that you simply say it is going to be I am going to close that chapter of the way that I used to be and I'm going to do whatever I want to do or whatever I need to do to embrace what I could become and that is such a beautiful gift and if anything could happen in the midst of all of this chaos and all of this insanity that's happening around is if is if uh, people could initially start to step into that, then that natural critical mass and that effectiveness and the ripple effect would just naturally balance itself out because the frequency of people's hearts would start to line up. And how beautiful is it that we've all been given that, that we're not, we haven't been given a death sentence where we just have to endure the life that we've been given and whatever. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like the ugliness, uh, you know, as well as a lot of people who know me, the ugliness of religion, how God's portrayed just irritates me because if we could see beyond that and see his beauty and everything and everybody, there would be so much more peace. Right. When we know we're loved, we'll love other people. And in that, when we know we're loved, which means we know we're going to be taken care of, we know that everything's okay. We know that we have peace and security and that, that we're designed perfectly and created perfectly and all of that kind of stuff. Then we'll actually begin to go out and love others and help them help them handle the situation. You know, and um, as we're wrapping this up, we've mentioned our book a couple of times on this. And, you know, in times like this, I really, truly believe, you know, um, that it would be wonderful if if you ordered the book, What If?, 15 topics worth discussing for lifelong happiness by, by us and, 
and read it. And um, if you had any questions or concerns, you emailed us at forfreedom5 at yahoo.com. And what it really does, what the book truly does, is it's not that you have to believe everything that we've written. What it does is it cracks open the idea that maybe things are different than what I've traditionally believed. And it allows you the ability to cultivate and come into your own understanding and your own relationship while having a discussion. We've, I really believe that one of the things that has hindered the last couple generations is the idea that politics and religion should never be discussed. Because now we're in a time when people don't know how to discuss politics discuss and religion and spirituality and spirituality over religion. Because people now get aggressive saying, I'm right and you're wrong. And that's not curtain my heart behind it. We know the security that we found as we cracked open all of the concepts that we had instilled in us. And we kind of flipped the table over. And we know from our editor who we, actually our pre-editor and our editor who read these books and said, you kind of just flipped over the tables, but now it's giving people the process to go through this amazing journey of discovery so that they can come into understanding and believing what they believe because they believe it, not because they've been told it's what they have to believe. And so that's where we believe the power of the book truly is. And today with what's going on in the world, not just on a local scale, but all on a global scale is people always resort to their spiritual knowing or not knowing because it is a time when there is panic, when there is uncertainty, there always is that question. I believe that we've all been born out of having that question and that we all long to kind of understand and come into relationship to how we were created. But now's, it's whenever anything, I remember when 9-11 happened that people were like, I need to, people who didn't have a spiritual belief or an understanding were like, I need to dig in. People were calling family members that they hadn't talked to in years just to make sure that they were okay. And this reminds me of a larger scale of September 11th. I'll never forget where I was on September 11th and what that process was. And I think that anybody who lived through it could say that they remember because that was the end of the world as we all knew it at that time where our country had to come together and adapt. And this is another example that we can dig in. We can start to go, okay, where does my peace and security really come from? And I really believe that it gets cleared up when we don't have a distorted view of how God sees us. Whatever you may believe God to be is that it's relational, it's tangible, and it's fluid. And if we believe that we're going to be poisoned by the fluid that we touch, then it's really hard to be centered in love and operate in peace. And so thank you for joining us today. And like always share and subscribe to this podcast and uh, share it with your friends on this topic. Cause we, we want this topic to get out that, you know, let's love each other. Let's uh, let's help each other. Let's, let's take care of, you know, people that need the help. Right. And let's dig in and join the discussion. That's really the, the, it's a real life discussion and it's ongoing and we look forward to having it continued from here on out. So have a blessed day. Thanks for tuning in. We look forward to having this discussion um, and continuing to share love. Blessings, Kurt and Katie Adkins.